This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Where I'm continuing the series on God is for me. How many people believe that God is for you? Amen. But sometimes circumstances may say otherwise. And that's the reason why we are faith people. And the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if you go by what it looks like, you could be down and depressed at times. But we don't want to go what it, what it looks like. No, we're, we're people of faith. We call those things that be not as though they were. And, and you say, as though they were, what does that mean? Back to where Adam and Eve never sinned. <laughs> Back where it was perfect relationship, perfect harmony. We call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Because we're going back to the garden. I'm saying that again. We're going back to the garden. So, yes, it is, it's, tur- it's turbulent out here. Uh, you know, Peter says it's, 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 it's crazy days out here. My vernacular, of course. He says it's perilous times. So we're in perilous times, but thank God we're in Christ. We're in the safety ark. And we can still rejoice, amen, because God is with us and he's for us no matter what it looks like. No matter if you're going through the fire, you will not smell like smoke. Jesus will go through the fire with you. You believe that today? So we're talking about that God is on our side. And we've been going with some scriptures that foundational scriptures on the series and in psalms 124 uh this is you know because you know it's 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 in psalms it's talking about israel you know israel went through a lot of stuff they they went through good times they went through some tough times and uh they were going through stuff but as long as israel stayed with god god was with them look at your neighbor and say stay with god so we need to stay with god amen And so he says here, if it had not, this is Psalms 124, 1 through 8, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The streams have gone over our soul and the proud waters have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Praise God. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Amen. The snare is broken and we are escaped. So we see here, you know, you know, it, it, it's saying that we really, if you're saved today, you receive Jesus, you have escaped the world corruption. You're not of the world anymore. You're in Christ. So you escape that. But, you know, the world has a drawing power to it. And it will continue to try to draw us back in to the things of the world. And we have to constantly be on guard. Look at your neighbor and say, be on guard. Because it's easy to slip back into old ways. Amen. And then I like it says here that the snare is broken and we are escaped. And so, and so I like that. Focus on the snare is broken because it's the power of God that breaks anything that the enemy tries to come against us, it breaks it off our lives. Praise the Lord. 
It's the anointing of God. The anointing. The, the power of God. The very presence of God that will set us free from the bondage of the enemy. That's the reason we come together at church. Because we, we, when we come together, it produces corporate anointing. It, 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 there's greater power. There's greater presence than watching it. Now, I thank God for those that are watching online. But I'm telling you, it's much more powerful to be in the service where God is moving. Amen? Glory to God. And the snare is broken. I like what it says in Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, the, the yoke shall be destroyed. In other words, it's irreparable. In other words, the devil can't repair it. His, his, his arsenal has been dismantled. Do you believe that today? In Colossians 2.15, saying, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made, Jesus made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them in it. So the devil was stripped of his power. That's the, that's the reason why, you know, he can't do anything uh, against us uh, because uh, he doesn't have the power to do it against us. Jesus is with us. He's our divine protector. And then I like what it says in Romans 6, 4, talking about the snare is broken. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You could say sickness shall not have dominion over you. You shall say, poverty shall not have dominion over you. Uh, For you are not under the law, but under grace. You're under grace. And the grace of God is his empowerment to help us to prosper, even in a place of, uh, you know, seemingly poverty that might be around us. You know, uh, uh, Abraham prospered and Isaac prospered prospered amen and 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 uh and isaac had to rebuild the wells amen and uh and, but but he prospered in the land of famine amen. and i'm going to say this you're prospering in your in this land of famine it might be famine in the world but in the church it's feasting can i get a witness in the house today amen glory to god our uh in verse eight says our help is in the name of the lord who has made heaven and earth. So who's your helper? God is your helper. Jesus is your helper. He will help you. And remember I said, and I think it was last week, I said, just keep, you know, when you're dealing with any situation that seems to be hard, just say out loud, God, you're my helper. God, you're my helper. He's your helper. He will help you through anything that you're going through. You believe that today? And in Psalms 118, 4 and 7, it says, Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. Call on the Lord in distress. That's a good time to call upon the Lord. <laughs> you don't even have to, I don't even have to read that to you. You already know. If it's distress, call. It's, 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 that, it's that two prayer, um, it's that two word prayer that we all need to memorize. Oh, I guess three words. God help me. <laughs> it's that three word prayer God help me in Jesus name 
And so he says here uh, that, that, that we, I call on the Lord in my distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. And, the, and, and last week I, I talked a little bit about that, that, that God wants to bring us into a larger place. And I, I, I'm, t- I'm talking both spiritually and physically. Oh, I'm preaching today. God wants to bring you, maybe, maybe you have a beautiful house, but you know what? If you have a desire for something a little larger to, to help more people and be more blessing, God is for you. Amen? Amen. God is for you. And God wants to enlarge us. Every time I read in the Bible, in the Old Testament, about the patriarchs or people that were under attack, God would turn it around and made it better. And God would expand their horizon. God will expand their, their territory. Jabez was the least in his family. And he prayed a prayer that God would bless him and enlarge his territory. And God did not rebuke him over that. And the Bible says God answered his prayer. So if you are believing for more in your life, God's okay with that as long as you want to use it for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Don't buy into this poverty gospel. Amen. Don't buy into that. No, no. God is a God of prosperity. The Bible says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God takes pleasure in you prospering. Say, God is for me. Amen. And God is helping me. And so it says, the Lord answered me. And set me in a large place or in a broad place. Amen. God is bringing us into a greater place in him. He's always displaying his, his, his bigness to the people that trust him, stay with him, press into the things of, of what God wants them to do. He's always doing that. Remember what I said last week about Job, that he received double for his trouble. The devil attacked him, but see, the devil didn't realize that God had a back, that God had a plan to, to, to increase Job even more. So whenever the enemy is trying to come against us, to attack us, get ready for the double. Get ready for increase. It's just the, it's just the enemy revealing. The enemy's trying to stick his ugly head up. And then we know that Jacob was you know, was in the tents and he was in the wilderness. And then uh, Joseph uh, was in the pit and in Potiphar's house and in the prison. But, but God enlarged his territory, enlarged uh, uh, Joseph's territory. He ended up running Egypt. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? Yes, from prison to the palace. And then in his father, remember what I said last week, his father said, all is against me. <laughs> And it may look like all is against you, but if God's for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Amen. Why am I keep preaching this? Because it's easy when we're dealing with struggles in our life to forget that God is for us. We, we can tend to focus on the problems of life. We can tend to uh, focus more on the mountains of life. But if you have faith, you can turn those mountains into molehills. And then you can stomp them to the ground. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If you have faith. Say, I have faith. faith. Amen. 
And so, so God is amazing. In verse 6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. So, so it says here, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. And, you know, and we have to make sure that we're careful that we're not getting into worry or we're not getting we're not allowing the enemy to get us frustrated with our circumstance or our situation or, or what's going on in our life. Because if we're frustrated, we're going to be talking the circumstances and that's fear speaking. But faith speaks something different. We have to have a spirit of faith. Caleb and Joshua. Can I get out of my seat this, this morning? I might have to just get out of my seat this morning. Glory to God. You know, you know the, the, God had a great plan for the Israelites. And, and, their, and it was a plan to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a land that, that the houses were already built. You will live in houses you did not build. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking prophetically. You're going to live in a house. You say, I am living in a house. I didn't build it. <laughs> you will live in houses you did, did not build, glory to God. And so, and, so, and so he had a good plan for the Israelites. But, but unfortunately, when the 12 spies were sent out, the 10 spies came back with a negative report. I don't understand it because God did the miracles, the 10 plagues. The, the, the uh, you know, the Red Sea parting, <laughs> the water in the, you know, the water in the wilderness. God was showing his, the, hey, remember the cloud by day and the fire by night. Oh, my Lord Jesus. How, how, can, you, how can you be in disbelief when you got a cloud that's giving you shade in the day from the heat of the sun and a fire to keep you warm at night? How can you be, how can these 10 spies say, oh, I don't think God wants us to get into the promised land. How? Because they were focused on the giants. And they said they're giants of Achan, or I can't, I don't even know what the name of it, but pretty close, of Achan or whatever. And they were giants, and they said, and that, and that you know, that the giants were too, too big, too big to conquer. You know, I think about it, you fast forward this, a giant challenged Israel and they were afraid again. And that giant was, 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 was coming for 40 days, challenging Israel, trying to get somebody to fight him. That was Goliath. And David was a, not even a big guy. He was probably like my size, glory to God. And he was good looking too, so I guess I can relate. No, I'm kidding, but... <laughs> But are you hearing what I'm saying today? And he, glory to God. I might not be, have the height, but I got the shoulders. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have the legs, but I got the shoulders. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's for all the bodybuilders out there. Glory to God. I'm going to get them expanded. Hallelujah. And David, you know, showed Goliath. David took Goliath out. Fast forward that. And then Caleb and Joshua that was there, and they, and, and, they, and, and they said it was a good land, and that God could bring us into that good land. But nobody would listen to the minority. Nobody would listen to them. And, those, and they would listen to the ten spies, and they bought into the lie. 
Don't buy into the lie that, that God doesn't want you to prosper. Don't buy into the lie that you're just going to have to get a second job. Don't buy into those lies. God can provide finances any which way. Your house might be setting on, on an oil, oil underneath it. You never know. I've heard stories where people bought property and they, and they had you know, oil on their property. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Where God leads... He feeds. Where God guides, He... Man, I got you guys preaching today. (laughs) Where He leads, He feeds. Where He guides, He provides. So so Job and Jacob and and everybody that that the enemy tried to steal from, God was able to turn it around and cause blessing to be in their lives. Are you hearing? Queen Esther. Remember Queen Esther? And, and, and that Haman, the enemy of God, tried to wipe out the Jews. And remember he had the king give a decree that, to, that the Jews could be annihilated on a certain day. And finally, you know, Haman and then um, Mordecai was her uncle. And Mordecai was, you know, he was just, you know, he had no position. And finally, when it all came down to it, Mordecai got Haman's house and got his position. <laughs> so, be, so whoever's coming against you, you might have their job. <laughs> Who's ever talking about you? Amen. He, God's going to turn it around. And then they wrote a decree that the Jews could fight back, and the and and it said that the Jews actually gained more plunder than what the people were trying to get from the Jews, and they expanded and they enlarged. So, whatever the enemy's trying to do, God's going to turn it around. And he's turning it, say he's turning it around. Amen. Verse 6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. I also focused this last week that, that, that it's not just God helping us. He is. His angels are helping us. And he moves on people's hearts to help us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And God will move on people's hearts. Uh, somebody even today uh, got blessed with a financial blessing today. I'm not going to say who, but it was, it was a big financial blessing. I had a card to give it to somebody. And it was, I think it was anonymous. And this person got a real big blessing this morning. Financial blessing. God can move on people's hearts. Well, are you believing God for more? Are you, are you believing that God not just meets your needs, but to exceed? Are you asking God, God, bring in the finances into my house. Bring in the finances, open doors of opportunities. Are you expecting? Amen. Because expectation is the ingredient of miracles. And we better start expecting. Amen. Start expecting some big things. You say, well, my, my, my year has been pretty tough this year. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's not over. We still got three more months. Glory to God. It's not over yet. Glory to God. Well, the interest rates are at six and a half percent for houses. It doesn't matter. God still can get you money <laughs> to pay the six and a half percent interest rate. <laughs> Amen. I mean, don't discount that. Don't say I'm not going to buy a house because it's six and a half percent. No, God can work it out. Well, I got to wait another three or four years when the Fed brings the, the interest rates back down. You don't have to wait. Just stand and believe. You believe that today? 
So God is on your side. I love Psalms 23, 1 and 6. Uh, Psalms 23 is one of my favorite songs in, Psalms, and, and it's one that I meditate on a lot. And this is a psalm that is, is powerful that talks about that God is on our side. In Psalms 23, it's, it starts out, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. I love that. That's, that's, that's faith. In other words, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack for any good thing. Amen. So, so really, if God is your shepherd, he will take care of you. He will make sure, you know, the Bible says that, uh, that those who fear God will never go hungry. You know that? The Bible, actually, I read that. Those that fear God will never go hungry. If you fear God, you'll never go hungry. He's your shepherd. He will take care of you. I like this. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Glory to God. In other words, God wants, you see, our life in God or in Christ doesn't need to be topsy-turvy. Doesn't need to go from one crisis to the next crisis, uh, fear-filled days. No, no. He wants us to have peaceful days. Every day. In other words, we can get up and we can believe God is for us and we can have days of heaven on earth. In other words, we don't need to be losing our peace when things are happening around us. And he says he, he, he makes me. He will make you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. Amen. He will restore our soul. What restores our soul? The word of God. The word of God will bring peace to your soul. The word of God will bring you courage. What is the devil trying to do? He's trying to get us discouraged. What is discourage means? He's trying to take courage out of us. Isn't that what the devil trying to do? But, but be encouraged. Remember what God said to Joshua? Uh, uh, be, be strong and of good courage. For you shall take the land. Be strong and of good courage. I'm saying this to you this morning. Be strong and of good courage. Why? Because God's with you. God's going to help you. Amen. He's leading you. Hallelujah. <laughs> through, uh, down the green pasture. He leads you beside the still waters. Not, not the turbulent waters. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness for his namesake. You're walking in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Amen. Yea, though you walk. Now, now here's the challenge. That we go through at times, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I love that. It, it, it's, it's the shadow of death. Shadows can't hurt you. You walk through the valley. Yes, we're going to be walking through valleys. And, we, and I said this before, we walk and we don't run. <laughs> That's run. It, we, we're not running in fear through the valley. No, we walk, we stroll through the valley of the shadow of death. Why? And we will fear no evil. We won't, we won't worry. We won't be distraught. We won't, we, 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 we won't get bent out of shape. No. Why? Why? Because there's, there's you know, the, 
you know, the valley, the shadow of death is around us. It's always around us. Why? Because God, it says here, for, for you are with me. God is with us. His rod and staff shall comfort me. In other words, God has the power to divinely protect you and guide you. I love this. He, now, this is bringing you into a large place. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil. Your cup barely runs over. No, your cup runs over. So what is he saying here? He's saying here that, that you know, that, that whatever the enemy is trying to do, God's going to prepare this table, and it's a banquet table of all this provision, and all we have to do is, is, is just receive from that table. If you need healing, you know, get the bread of healing, for healing is the children's bread off that table. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If you need prosperity, get that off the table, amen? Whatever you need, God has. He's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies, amen? And, and he's going to feed us good. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Glory to God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that. In other words, I'm going to say this. Always stay in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Always be in the house of the Lord. When the doors are open, be in the house of the Lord. Because that's when you're going to be strong in God. You're coming into the house of the Lord to hear the word of God, to strengthen you. Because the test, the valley of the shadow of death is always coming around us. And we got to be ready for it. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. In Psalms 54, 4, it says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. God will, is with those who uphold. In other words, God is bringing people around us to help us, like I said earlier. When I, Psalm 56, 9, When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, say this out loud. God is for me. Now, let's look at Romans 8, 31. I, I, I'm just going to hit on this quickly. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, let's break this down to the Amplified. The Amplified in 8, 31 says this way. What then shall we say all these things? If God is for us, who can be successful against us? Who can be successful against us? Against us, if God's for us. Romans 8.31 says this way in the new uh, uh, NCV translation. Uh, It says here, so what should we say about this if God, I think it's New Century version. So what should we say about this if God is for us, no one can defeat us. Is that right, the New Century version? Yeah, I got a confirmation here, amen. He says... I got a confirmation. <laughs> New century version, pastor. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Got a confirmation. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't have that in our list. Amen. So, so what should we say about this? If God is for us, no one can defeat us. Remember when Joshua, when he took down that first uh, city, Jericho, 
Remember, Jericho was an impregnable city. It was an impossibility. It was no way that they could overcome Jericho because they had impregnable walls. That the walls were so huge, they were set. They were they were protected by the walls. But Joshua believed God. Joshua walked around one time every day for six days. The seventh day, walked around. I think I believe seven times. And then what did he do? God said, "Shout." God said, shout to the wall. See, some of you, the reason why some of you are depressed because you're not shouting enough. Uh, I'm preaching today. Some, re- some reason why some of you guys are down is because you're not shouting to the walls enough. You, you need to shout a little bit. There used to be a commercial on TV, shout it out. Does anybody remember that commercial? Shout it out. And I think that has to do with uh, some kind of... Uh, uh, detergent or spray or something you put on clothes, shout it out. Sometimes you need to shout out the unbelief. <laughs> you need to shout out the depression. You need to shout out the oppression. Are oh, you hear what I say? You need to shout out. God is for me. You got to shout it out. Amen. And it will take, it will erase the mark of mediocrity out of our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We are called to walk in the blessing. You're called to walk in the blessing. Genesis 12, 1 and 3. It says here, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of the country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I want to just stop right there for a moment. Because God's always calling us out of something into something. Oh, I'm, I'm preaching today. God is calling us out of something into something. He called you out of sin, you know, darkness, into righteousness and light. He's calling us out of something into something. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so we're here because it says here uh, that, that, that God, you know, I'm going to say this, that, that this life isn't always cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. There's always an element, you know, of broccoli that we have to eat in this life. We've got to eat some broccoli. And, and what is that? That's called sacrifice. Oh, pastor. Are you saying that I need a sacrifice? Well, Abraham, God called Abraham out of his family. And that was, a, that, that was probably a sacrifice to Abraham. God will ask us sometimes to let something go to embrace something better. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God will ask us, are you willing to let go of watching TV every night and get in my word so I can show you some things? Are you ready to let go of some of these, these carnal things so that I can bring you into something greater? Are you, are you ready to let go of, of, your, uh, of, uh, of 100% of your, uh, 10% of your finances to tithe and give off? Oh, I'm preaching. I'm preaching today. Pastor, I know you're going to go there. So it's not always cookies and cream. It's not always cookies and cream. Amen. We need to understand that God may require us to let go of something to embrace something greater. In other words, the blessings of God comes to us out of obedience to him. 
Is God trying to get you to let go of something? Let go of it. Is God trying to let, get you to embrace something? Embrace it. We have people here today that, that's in church, and uh, I see a family back there, and praise God. And, uh, and, 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 they, and uh, I hope they don't mind, but, but they were out of church for a while, but God called them back into church. Amen. And we're good having your family back here. And I'm telling you, it's better to be in than to be out. I, I want to be in. You know, it's, it's much better. I'm going to say this. It's much better to, to, to watch the U.S. Open, the tennis match, you know, in New York. Amen. The box seats than to watch it on TV. <laughs> in other words, it, I would like to travel sometimes to New York. I like tennis. And that's on my bucket list, to see a real tennis game, to be up close where the player's sweat is dropping off on me. Amen. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's a bucket list. You need, some of you might need to get a bucket list. What do I mean by a bucket? A bucket list means that, 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 that you write down things you want to do before you kick the bucket. <laughs> Things that you want to do before you kick the bucket. Amen. And there's some things that you need to write this down. And start believing God that he can bring you through some of these things. I know one pastor wanted to ride in a jet. One of his bucket lists. And you know what? Somebody heard about that on his bucket list. And somebody, uh, and, and this pastor, they knew somebody in the military. And he was able to fly in one of those jets. He did. He flew in a jet, glory to God. Now, he threw up afterwards, but. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't, know. He, I don't know. He got nauseous when they started doing all the spins and all that. Glory to God. I'm just saying, all you got to do is go on a roller coaster. You can get the same experience. Glory to God. <laughs> Any roller coaster people in here? We got some roller coaster people in here. My Lord, I would not have guessed. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we got people say, no, I like my feet on the ground. I don't want to go on a roller coaster, amen? But some of us live Christian roller coaster lives. We're up one day and down the next, up one day and down the next. No, you need to stay up, glory to God. Don't be living a Christian roller coaster life, amen? Or you hear what I'm saying to you today. So, so we continue here that God uh, uh, wants to uh, bring us into the blessing of Abraham, amen? And, and so it says, Abraham, uh, he, he, in 12, 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family, from your house. Amen. Uh, and let's look at this in 12, 1. Glory to God. Oh, here we go. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all the families of the earth, you shall be blessed. Of the earth shall be blessed. So we see this, that God has some things that he wants to do in Abraham's life. That's called the blessing. But he wants that blessing. He's, say this again, God's for me. And so he wants that blessing to be on our life. Number one, God said to, to, uh, to Abraham that he was going to make him into a great nation. In other words, God wants to enlarge his family. And the Bible says, may you increase a thousandfold. God wants to enlarge you. Why? So you can help more people. 
He wants to enlarge us. You must believe that today. He doesn't want us just barely making it. Number two, God will uh, uh, bless us. He said, I will bless you. Amen. And, and, and this, I'm, ta- I, I'm saying that he will bless you with abundance. The Bible says that God, again, takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So, so, so God, uh, also there's another scripture that talks about that, that God will add wealth to you and add no sorrow with it. Amen. And so, so he wants to bless us. He blessed Abraham with abundance. Abraham was so wealthy, his enemies envied him. And God wants you to be so blessed that people of the world, I'm talking people of the world, will envy you. Do you believe that today? God, uh, uh, God said to Abraham that I'll make your name great. What does that mean? That, that we don't have to try to make our own names great. God can make your name great. God can make you great. When, you, when you're lifting up Jesus and you're putting him first, he will end up making your name great. In other words, in other words, God will give you honor among your peers. I'm telling you, in heaven, you know, what I really believe in heaven, when we get to heaven, it's going to be more, you know, there's going to be more honor and less honor on different people in heaven. There's going to be greater levels of honor. When we get to heaven, there's going to be people that might have brighter, you know, coats or or robes, amen, that shine brighter. Maybe, maybe more, more jewels on their crown that's a little brighter. I, I believe that there's going to be levels of people that, that's going to have higher honor and some's going to have lower honor. And when we honor God down here with our lives and we give our lives to the gospel, and, we, and, and I really believe even the martyrs have the greatest honor in the kingdom of God. How many people want to sign up to be a martyr? No. You, spouse is saying, I am a martyr. I live with my spouse, right? Glory to God. Hey, 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 hey. I, won't, I won't go there, but amen. Uh, God makes, uh, it says here, make you a blessing. God wants, uh, uh, he wants you to be blessed. The blessing will, and also this is interesting too. Those that bless you, God will bless. Those that bless you, God will bless. Amen. So so it's a double blessing. God will move on people's hearts to bless you, but they will be blessed too. Amen. And and then it says here that if anybody comes against you, the curse will come on them. That's called divine protection. And, and, And then again, all the families of the earth will be blessed. We know this. That God is raising up churches. He's raising up our church as well church, as the universal church to be a blessing, glory to God. To be a blessing in, in this earth realm. He's calling us to be a blessing. Every time you give you're into, the, into the offering, you are expanding the kingdom of God and you're, and you're causing blessings. Amen. If it wasn't for the church, where would the world be at right now? It would be in trouble. You know, you, we are called salt and light. And you know, we're the salt. And you know what salt does? It preserves. And you know, we are preserving this world right now. You are preserving this world right now with your prayers, with your faithfulness. With everything. We're preserving. We're keeping this world going right now. Because if it, wasn't for the king, if it wasn't for the church, this world would be in trouble. And we know it's going to be in trouble when Jesus comes and picks us up. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So in Galatians 3, 7, it says here, now you may say, well, this is for the Israelites, but it's for us too. Because in Galatians 3, 7, 9, it says, therefore know that, uh, in Galatians 3, 7, 9, it says, therefore know that only those who are of faith of sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, say, that's us. We're justified, amen, by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Notice that he says that those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So in Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, is written, curse everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So how do we receive the promise? What's the promise of Spirit? It's those things that, 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 that uh, God told Abraham he would do. He would bless him. He would enlarge him. He would make him a blessing. Glory to God. God wants to make us blessings. If you're barely making it, how can you bless somebody else? No, God wants you to have more than enough. Glory to God. He wants you to be the blesser, not just the blessee. I hope that I hope I'm using right grammatical words here. Amen. Glory to God. And so it says here that uh, in, in Galatians 3.16, it's sort of like John 3.16, but it's Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham, his seed were the promise made. He does not say and seeds as many, but as one and to your seed who is Christ. So what is he saying? He's saying that the seed that blesses all humanity is Jesus. The seed that blesses all humanity is Jesus, is Christ. And guess what? Who are we? We are Christ. We are Christ. So it says in, in Galatians 3, 26, 29, For you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew. See, when you were baptized in Christ, you're baptized into the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. There's neither Jews nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. So now he's discounting, you know, ethnic groups. He's saying now Jew, there's no Jew or Greek anymore. There's neither. In other words, we can't get all caught up in our ethnicity. Oh, we come from this background. I come from this, this, this line right here. I'm, I come from, you know, I'm a, you know, you, you know don't get all caught up in that, that you're a Hebrew. Like, like, uh, like, like um, Paul said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Levite. You know, no, no, he said there's neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free, neither male nor female. Hey, that means that we're all equal. That means females is as equal as males. Glory to God. Can I get an amen here? Amen. And for you are one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. So we see that. So, so recap, Abraham's blessing is our blessing. We have to have a desire to walk in that blessing. We have to start expecting God to open the doors of grace in our lives. Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said it this way. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Glory to God. So we see that and we know this, that God will bless us through people. 
He will bless us through angels. In Exodus 23, 20, it says, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in your way, to bring you into the place which I have prepared for you. Angels are working with us for the blessing in our lives. Believe that. Amen. He says here, I'm going to say angels are real. They're called to help us for the calling of God in our lives. I remember that I came in one time. This was when I was headed to Ramah. And I, and I came in and, and the guy said that uh, he, was, he was going to Bible school. I was attending Bible school uh, or, or going into Bible school. And, and he, saw, he saw an angel walk in with me. God opened his eyes. It's called discerning of spirits. It's, it's a gift of faith. Amen. It's, it's one of the gifts uh, of the spirit. Amen. Amen. And he said, he said, you have a big angel that walks with you wherever you go. But can I say something to you today? You, you have one too. You have a big angel. In other words, you're, you're divinely protected, glory to God. Are you hear what I'm saying today? You have an angel. So, so, so it says in Hebrews 1.14, Are they not all ministering spirits, talking about angels, sent forth the minister for those who would inherit salvation? I had my angel protect me when I could have got killed before I got saved. I should have got killed a couple times. I fell off a two-story building one time. It was on Halloween night. I was at a party. I shouldn't have been there. 16 years of age. Doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And, and, and I fell off a two-story balcony. Landed on my back. And I walked away. Thank God. And thank God. My parents never knew until today. Until today. And I, and, and, and I was laying there and the wind was knocked out of me. And they came downstairs and they said, can you move? I said, no, I can't move. And they, somebody said, get, call an ambulance. And then I just got up. I walked in and started laughing. And they said, get him out of here. They wouldn't let me go back to the party. Amen. <laughs> I'll tell you, how many people can, can attest that God saved you before you got saved. That God protected your life before you got into Christ. Can anybody attest to that fact? What? There were angels. And I'm going to say this. You don't lose your angel. God is still protecting you. Even when things aren't going right. Glory to God. Do you, do you believe that today? So we got to get on God's side. I, I, man, I got, I got, look how much I got left here. My God, can I, just, can I just get one more point out before we close? We got to, not only God is on our side, but we got to make sure we're on God's side. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. We got to make sure that we're on God's side. You know, here in Exodus 23, it said to, that you need to obey the voice of this angel if you, because God's name is in that angel. And if you don't obey his voice, now we don't, now God can send an angel, and, and if he does, uh, uh, the angel can give us a word from God, glory to God, like he did Mary. God still can do that. Um, but God speaks to us through, the, through an inward witness, the Holy Spirit. But God can still speak to us through angels. And God can give us direction for our lives. He did that for Brother Hagin. When Brother Hagin, some, some, some a businessman came to Brother Hagin and said, I will set you up in an office I will, I will pay for all, uh, uh, pay for all, you know, I'll record all your, your preachings and all this. And, and, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll set you up all this, get you a secretary. 
And brother, and then an angel appeared and, and the angel said, don't take that offer. They want to control your ministry. And then the angel said, I've already, God has already set that angel up to bring money to, to, his, to his ministry. And that he doesn't have to rely on, on a businessman's money. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? God can speak to you through angels. Amen. You, but but you got to believe that. Say, I believe that. But we got to get on God's side. And I'm closing here because I, I mean, I have to finish this next week. And, uh, and so it says here that, uh, that, that, that whatever we do in word and deed, we got to do in the name of the Lord. And the Bible also says what we've done to the least of these, we've done unto the Christ. So, so, so how we treat people, if we're treating people wrong, then we're coming against Christ. If we're coming against the body, we're coming against Christ. If we're talking about the body, we're talking about Christ. And we got to be very careful that we're not getting judgmental on speaking against the body. Amen. Because if we get on that side, then we're coming against Christ. If we come against Christ, then we get into the place of judgment. Is that right? So, so here, one of the areas here, it says here, do not, is in James 4, 11, 12, it says, do not speak evil to one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother or judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge another? So, so James gets this revelation that we're not supposed to be talking about each other in the body of Christ. We should be praying for one another, blessing one another. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to take it to another level, and I'm closing here. We shouldn't even be talking about the world in a bad way. Because the Bible says, and Paul got the revelation, that we're not here to judge people of the world. We're not here to look down on people of the world. Why? Because they are in darkness. They don't know any better. Now, if it's a Christian... And they proclaim to be a Christian and they're doing non-Christian things. They're living a non-Christian lifestyle. Then it's our responsibility. You know, that's old saying, am I my brother's keeper? Well, you are your brother's keeper in a sense. You're called to say, hey, man, you're going the wrong way. You keep going down this trail, this primrose path. It'd be a primrose path of destruction. You know, it's a primrose path. It's, it looks rosy. Right? But destruction's at the end. That's why it's called the primrose path. It seems, there's a way that seems right to a man, but will still end in death. Right? And so, and so again, we got to make sure that we're not coming against people. That, that we're standing with people in the body of Christ. That we're not coming against leadership. Man, oh man, I could preach, man. That we're not coming against God. Oh my gosh, I, I, I got this much left. I can't preach at all. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We got to make sure that we stay on God's side. What do you do when somebody's coming against you? Well, this is a tall order. It's in Matthew 5, 43 and 45. I'm closing with this scripture. It says, if you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. What? Pastor, are you sure about that? Bless those who curse you. What? Bless those who curse you. You mean I can't sue them? Do the... Uh, for her. Amen. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good 
and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. So, so what, what, is, what is Jesus? This is Jesus saying this. He's saying that we need to love those that hate us. Why? Because they don't know any better. They're in darkness. They're, they're, you know, if, if they're unbelievers, they're in darkness and, and their fate is already sealed unless they get Jesus in their life. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So we got to make sure that we, that we keep standing with our brothers and sisters in Christ. we got to make sure that we keep standing with authorities in our life. Amen? Man, i, I got some great examples of that. we gotta, we got to make sure that, 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 that we're, we're standing with God, that we're not turning from God, that, 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 that whatever happens in our life, it's not God's fault. Amen. If there's anything negative in our life, it's the enemy that's working against us or we are somehow opening the door to it. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is for you today. He's for your blessing. He's for your wealth. He's for your family. He is for you. He's not against you. Stay on his side. And you will see the blessings of God in your life. Did you receive it today? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. Father, I thank you for these precious people here in the audience and those watching online. And maybe, maybe you have not made that decision to get on God's side, to, to make Jesus as the Lord of your life. Well, the Bible says today is the salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You may not have another opportunity. And I want to just encourage you today to get on God's side by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just say this if you're ready to move forward in this. Just say, dear Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for me, that you went to the cross for my sins. Thank you for saving me. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.